Guardians tonight on the Destiny Show. We invite an amazing Guardian on the show. He is a YouTuber in the world of Destiny 2 with nearly 200,000 Guardians on YouTube. And his videos are awesome, long form videos. And he is known to bust myths, share tips, guides, and help our Guardians become legends. We're so excited to welcome Shadow Destiny on the show to share his incredible journey in the world of Destiny 2. We'll discuss the latest news from Bungie, talk Season of the Deep, invite Shadow on the hot seat for our discussion with the Guardians, and much more. Guardians, I hope you're ready. Of course, we also welcome my co-host Shadow Price on the show. What's up, Shadow Price? Man, two shadows on the show. You know, what What can I say? <laughs> we are a uh, shadow-enriched show. So it's uh, good to be here, always. Uh, so today's been kind of interesting. I mean, I guess it was the day I breathed life. Uh, you know, so uh took my first breath on this day. So it's been uh, kind of, it's been kind of good. It's uh, been, it had a lot of uh, well wishes from people and everything yeah, so it's been happy happy birthday to you hope hope you had an you. awesome day today thank you yeah i even got a free cake from Publix, and i got a free coffee from starbucks so yeah um totally not taking advantage of the free stuff on my birthday you know very cool very cool and shadow destiny what is up my friend how are you Hi, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having me on the pod. This should be uh, this should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, really excited to finally get to meet the man, the legend, Shadow. And we're so, so excited to welcome you on the show. Lots of fun stuff to talk about tonight. We got Season of the Deep two weeks away. We got a big game that just came out today. And I got to ask, are you a Zelda fan, Shadow? I am not. And it's not because I've tried it and I don't like it. I've just never tried it. So I can't speak on it one way or the other. That's totally understandable. Uh, I know that we we are pretty big, pretty big Zelda fans uh, on, on our and So kind of an exciting day to talk about uh, all of the news from Destiny, but also to be a little excited for another little game that just came out today. <laughs> too so we'll definitely uh be looking forward to that and uh shadow price of course how are you doing tonight i'm doing awesome uh yeah. it's uh it's a good time it's uh weather is warm i mean it's always warm here in florida but <laughs> it's um good time of the year so i guess it's nice having a birthday at this time because it's just even when I lived up north, it was nice because that means that the weather was starting to finally warm up. So it's um, yeah. And then like we got the season of deep coming in uh, about 12 days or Man, 11 days. So going underwater. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Like, I don't think Bungie's ever done anything like that before. Like, I don't ever remember going underwater in any mission ever in a Bungie game. So um I think that's going to be cool. I think. What do y'all? What do you guys think? I, I'm really looking forward to it too. I think it's a, a really interesting concept. I'm I'm curious to see how underwater we actually go. You know, <laughs> because if yeah. it's just like we're kind of underwater, or it's like you're in a building that's underwater, 
you know, I, I, I doubt there's going to be any real swimming of any kind, but you know, maybe would we'll be, see. Yeah, that would be insane. That's a whole new mechanic. In yeah, that, that, since it's a new mechanic, I, that's, I guess they probably wouldn't be able to do that for a season, but who yeah. knows? But it just even adding that in this season and, you know, is, is pretty cool. Like adding like that environment, that kind of environment. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, so far in the game, we've only seen like puddles, you know, I mean, I guess there yeah. are like oceans, but you can never go in them. You can always just see them. And then, you know, obviously if you go down there, you just die. So I'm interested to, uh, to see what they've come up with for next season. Yeah. And the thing is, is you see all these memes and things about the underwater, uh, the water temple from Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Like, it, it's so funny. That, like, that's the first thing that everybody thinks of when they think of water and underwater and everything level in a game is the water temple in Ocarina of Time. <laughs> because that was a, wow, that was, that was a pain back in the day. Like, there were some puzzles that were really hard to solve. And if you weren't paying attention and you died, you had to, like, start it all over because there was no checkpoints. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that we're we're getting water get featured in in the trailer, and it seems like Bungie is really promoting that as a, a theme of this expansion. And one thing I can say from being a gaming fan myself is that water in video games can be a very hit and miss thing. Like some some games get it right, some games do not get it right at all, and it just moves on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if it's the engine or the mechanics or what it is, but um, you know what had good water? Um, sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves has some incredible water. Like the the the, I haven't seen better water in a video game than I saw with Sea of Thieves. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to to uh, see what Bungie brings us with this new expand and well new season i shouldn't say expansion because it's not quite a whole expansion but you know nonetheless exciting to play through all the new content and um before we dive into destiny though we we want to share shadow's journey in the world of destiny 2 and to get to know you a little bit better here on the show and share your awesome journey with our guardians so we're going to invite you on for our discussion with the guardians i hope you're ready all right, let's get into it. So let's begin with how your journey in the Destiny 2 world, or I should say the Destiny world, began. Right. <laughs> yeah, so way back in like 2014, uh, a couple of my friends bought me Destiny 1 as a birthday present. And at the time, I was not really into any first-person shooters, so it was... It was definitely a, a new experience for me playing a game like this. And at first, I wasn't really into it. I was, I was more of a uh, World of Warcraft player at the time. I was really into WoW. And I wasn't planning on switching off of that game to, you know, have a new main game, so to speak. So I was still, I was still playing WoW and just, Destiny just wasn't really, wasn't really hitting it for me. So I didn't get into it very much at the beginning. but. Then about a year later, I kind of stopped playing WoW for other reasons, and um, I was like, oh, okay, so what other games do I have? And I was like, oh yeah, I have Destiny. And then at that point, I kind of picked it up more and got more into it, and 
that was around like Taken King. Um, so yeah, about about year two, I started getting really into Destiny, and then I've played it ever since. Very cool. It's interesting how your your friend got you into it on your birthday. That's that's really <laughs> yeah interesting how that journey began. And at the time when you started playing Destiny, was YouTube something that you were into at that time or did that some was it something that developed later on in your destiny journey it was definitely something that developed later on i (laughs) i mean i watched youtube but i had no intention of becoming a content creator at all um so yeah it was it was definitely that was was definitely a, a later development at the time i was just i was just playing games for fun and focusing on school so you said your friends got you that for your get for a gift you? Yeah, as, as a birthday gift, I, I think uh, cool. I think two of them actually like collaborated and to buy it for me as like a group president. <laughs> it now, was pretty they, awesome. We're Bungie fans, I take it, right? Of Halo and, and um, like that. no, I I think we were on PlayStation, so they oh, weren't Bungie okay. fans, but they wow. were Destiny fans. They had they had bought Destiny and played it for a few months before they got it for me. So oh, gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah, they were they were just getting into it, and they're like, you know, we should get this game for him too. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, me and Shadow Price, we got into Destiny very early on, and it was quite by accident. But as soon as we played the beta, I think that was definitely a game that we felt was, it felt like home, you know, it felt right. We were part of the Halo crew. We really loved the Halo franchise. In fact, yeah, we weren't really following the game or anything. It just kind of like, you know, we heard about it eventually. Like, right? We heard about mm-hmm. it, like, I think mid, right around when uh, the Alpha and the Beta were coming out, basically. Because we were playing Call of Duty at the time. Um, we were big into Call of Duty. We were big into Ghosts. We had, you know, we had Clan Wars going in Ghosts and things like that. And we were just going to, you know, just jump right into the next Call of Duty game. But then one thing led to another and we heard about Destiny. I was like, oh, uh, that's from Bungie and Activision. They're collaborating. Cool. Let's check it out. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm curious, you know, birthdays are kind of a common theme tonight, right? Shadow Prince yeah. <laughs> uh, Shadow got into Destiny through... A birthday present i'm curious what was the coolest birthday present that you both have ever gotten well mm, i i'm not sure i mean i guess in in retrospect destiny is certainly the coolest birthday present i've ever gotten but i mean at the time it was you know I just a game and i've gotten games other games as well so it wasn't like super it wasn't something that super stood out to me at the time but Looking back on it, um, had I not gotten it as a gift, my life could look completely different at this point. So, <laughs> really interesting. Uh, good authority um, that uh, I will probably like the gift that I am soon to receive probably the most uh, for my birthday. Um, I think it's uh, going to be a copy of Tears of the Kingdom. So ah, nice. Yeah. So I think that I, I think I will like that the most. 
some well very cool and i'm i'm also really excited to play tears of the kingdom as well um i think as far as birthday presents hmm i think i uh that's a tough one because for me i um i spoil myself <laughs> i think i get myself some cool presents uh one year i got the destiny one uh collector's edition and it was like an autographed version of it so really did you get that around your birthday i did yes it, oh, okay. well i i ended up getting it because of that being my birthday around that time so i figured you know what let's just let's do it to make that happen so i would say probably the destiny one collector's edition is probably the coolest birthday present that uh i've gotten um i'm a gamer you know so i i tend to definitely enjoy all of my gaming swag and, and things like that so slightly different topic shadow what does a normal day look like for a YouTuber like yourself, and do you have any specific routines? Thank you, Coconut Dog, for your question. Yeah, so th this is a good question because I think it can really vary based on which type of content creator you are, um, and also just what kind of focus you have. So, I mean, for me, um, I just I wake up at about eight thirty every day. That's that's just kind of the time that. I've chosen to wake up. It's not um, since since I don't really have a commitment to any type of schedule. I, I've tried waking up at just a bunch of different times, but eventually I just kind of settled on eight thirty. It seems like a, a reasonable medium. It's not like super early, but it's not like super late either. So anyway, I wake up at about eight thirty. Then I usually uh, I usually go get some exercise. I walk or run every day, so I usually go outside, get some sun wake up a bit uh, and then come back, get some breakfast of some kind, and then I get to work on Destiny content stuff. But depending on what I'm working on at the time, the day can look really different. So, you know, for example, I might be spending the entire day on an edit or I might be spending the entire day just like researching things and writing things to come up with like a, a script or a concept for my next video. Um, so like it it really depends because if it's if it's an unscripted video there's no script obviously but there's going to be all these like notes that I probably have to take or like uh topics that I have to write down so that I still have a you know a general outline of like the things that are going to happen you know like a plan a plan of what I'm going to do so there's that and then there's also sometimes I'm just gaming in order to prepare for a video so like for example, on my on my most recent one, I was doing a, a lightfall speed run of the campaign. So I obviously would not be able to do a speed run on your on your first try. You know, I mean, if you if you do a speed run on your first try, you might do you might get like an okay time. But if you practice, you you need to practice a little bit if you want to actually get a decent time. So I spent a few days before recording that video on um, on practicing. You know, doing the missions, learning some strategies in order to to get faster and faster and more experience with it. Um, so yeah, I mean, any of those things can, uh, can take up my day for uh, any, any typical day in, in day in the life of shadow. Um, and then after that, I, uh, I usually go to bed about midnight, midnight, between midnight and one somewhere in there. And yeah, that's, that's about it. So you do not stay up late to play destiny. I'm, I'm surprised. 
<laughs> I mean, very occasionally, but I most most of the time I I try to keep a, a consistent sleep schedule. I I used to have like the most crazy sleep schedule all the time, but lately I've been trying to keep it more consistent, and I've I found that it's been it's been beneficial overall. Yeah, well, you know, sleep is important, so you know, you definitely absolutely in order to get started with your day on the right foot. So that's definitely an important uh, aspect. Now, I got to ask, what are your favorite food? Mm, that's a that's a good one. I, I I really like Thai food, I guess. I don't know if it's like one specific dish, but I, I tend to like a, a lot of varieties of Thai food. And then it's spicy, I, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but I I tend to not go like the the spiciest option. I, I'm more of a somewhere in the middle, like a, a moderate uh, setting yeah. of the spice. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I I really like uh, curries and stuff like that. That's good. Very That's good. Cool. I've had some pretty good Thai food here. Um, I think chicken curry was one that sticks to mind for me that I really enjoyed. Although I will say my favorite would probably be, I would say Japanese food. Cool. I'm very fond of of my Japanese uh, sushi and sashimi and stuff like that. So now, when when you do have your your Thai food, do you like it spicy? Uh, yeah, I said I like it like moderate, not super spicy, not super mild. <laughs> We have another question from uh, one of our community members, Oryx. Thank you very much for your question, Oryx. And Oryx wants to know, is there any advice that you can share on getting noticed and to put your name out there in the Destiny community? So for this one, I think it really depends on what you're trying to do. You know, like, are you just trying to get noticed, like, as a player, you know, recognized as a player, or, you know, are you trying to become a creator or are you trying to become a, a streamer or like a, a Twitter personality? You know, it, there's, there's a lot of different ways you can get quote unquote noticed. But I think that regardless of which one of those you are trying to pursue, I think the key is to do something remarkable. Like there's so many like different ways that you can play Destiny and there's a lot of ones that are just very typical and boring and regular. But when I think of people that stand out, at least to me, they, they do something unique, whether it's like they, they're really obsessed with a certain type of weapon and they like know everything there is to know about like fusion rifles, for example, or sidearms or bows, you know, or maybe they just make really different content than everyone else or a certain, a certain type of video that, that stands out. So I guess I guess my answer to this would just be like do something that stands out and is remarkable and people tend to take notice when you do something that's out of the ordinary. Very well said. And how do you how do you plan your content? I know we briefly talked about some days you spend on just research and planning. How do you how do you go about that? Yeah, so I think um, sometimes the videos are uh, inspired by other videos. And in that case, the the planning is like, you know, researching the the type of video that it is, you know. So, for example, like if it's a if it's a challenge type of video, I might go watch a bunch of other challenge type of videos to kind of kind of get the vibe of like how the video flows, how the how the pacing goes. 
Um, and I'm, I'm not even talking about just Destiny videos, you know, like if, I, if I'm making a challenge video about Destiny, there's, there's like infinite amount of niches that people do challenges in. So I can just, you know, go watch any any challenge video on, on YouTube that has done well and then maybe go read some of the comments, you know, see what people are saying and just trying to un understand like why do people like this type of video and how can I make my video in a certain way so that people will also have a fun time watching it. Um, because at the end of the day, like the ultimate goal of every YouTuber should be to just make a video that people like. Make a, make, make a video that brings joy or just makes people have a good time when they're watching it. So I, I'm, just, I'm just obsessed with like looking into like what other people have, have done that works and what other people like watching. Because at the end of the day, that's, that's all that really matters is you like watching it. That's really well said. And in terms of your your YouTube videos, um, what is the what is the process of creating a YouTube video really look like? I know that you come up with some really awesome ideas with your videos and, and you produce very long form content. Like some of these videos can be a couple hours in length. So I'm, yeah. I'm curious, what does that process look like to go from idea to bringing a YouTube video to life? Yeah, so the, the first thing that I always pay attention to is what's the title and thumbnail going to be? I don't, I don't really start working on a video until I know what the title and thumbnail is because that's really what, what drives the whole process afterward. Um, so step one is normally uh, do some research and decide if I have a good idea for a title and a thumbnail for the video. And then after that, it really it really depends on what type of video it is. If if it's an unscripted video, then I'll probably come out come up with like a, a rough plan of, of of how I want things to go, um, so that I can you know organize as much as I can before I hit the record button and actually get into it and start start doing what I'm about to do. So like for example, my my myths videos those are unscripted, but I have a whole bunch of I have a huge list of all the myths that I'm gonna test in like a, a Google Doc ready. So that definitely coming up with that list can definitely take a while. Um, I, I, I source them from my community for some of them, like people submit them to me. And then other ones like, you know, I'm, I'm saying sometimes I'm just scrolling Twitter and I, I see something I'm like, oh, actually, I don't know if that's true. And then like, I just I just write it down. So like, I, I just have like a constant ongoing document of destiny myths that I just record and store up over time and then make a video eventually. So there's that, but um, there's also scripted videos. So for those, um, after I come up with the the title and thumbnail, then I will uh, I'll generally come up with like a, a rough idea of the things that I want to talk about, and then after that, I start actually writing the script and getting into more of the the subject matter of the actual video. Um, and I, I tend to spend quite a while on on the script to you know make sure that. I, I cover the the topic in in depth. You know, I I don't make a lot of videos where I just cover the surface level stuff. I I tend to delve a little bit more deeper into the topics that I'm covering. So that um that can often involve a you know a decent amount of research, like going going on socials and going on websites and just seeing seeing what other people are saying about the topic, so that I can both educate myself and then also make sure that I'm speaking. You know in a way that is representative of other people's thoughts as well as my own. So um, 
there's definitely a, that research process and then coming up with the actual scripts and then, you know, revising the scripts in order to make sure that, you know, it flows and has good pacing and um, fits the, the uh, overall feeling that I want people to get from the video. Um, and then I record, you know, that pretty is self-explanatory. Um, and then uh, is the editing process that that takes quite a while, depending on the video. You know, I guess sometimes it can take much longer than others. But um, the editing process is, you know, something that a lot of people who don't make content don't don't really quite understand just how much work goes into the edit. Um, there's there's some things that take, you know, three seconds to to watch and three hours to make. Um, so you might think, oh, you know, that was kind of cool. And then you just move on with your day. If you're a viewer, you know, you're watching a YouTube video and you see something and you're like, oh, that was nice. But on the editor side, you're, you're just like, oh my gosh, that took so long to make. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of little things that, uh, definitely add up in the editing process. Um, and then after that, uh, I guess it just comes down to like writing the the description of the video and uh, optimizing everything, getting the video exported and uploaded and ready to go. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating when you really look at the process that goes behind the scenes, just beyond what we see in a final product when when you release a video. Um, like I know four months ago, you put out really, really in-depth uh, video called The Entire Evolution of Destiny. And I'm quite curious, like, how long did it take for you to actually capture the entire story of Destiny? How long would that take? That's like almost 10 years of, of history and, and content. Yeah, that's, that is the, the most epic video that I've ever made. It was... Uh... Definitely in the in the range of hundreds of hours in order to create that one uh, start to finish over uh, multiple months. So we start we kind of started out like doing the initial like research and planning for it like sometime in September I think, and then it finally got posted in like the end of December. So yeah, definitely definitely quite a bit of time invested into that one. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, like I wasn't uh, a huge Destiny player at the very beginning. So I had to actually go back and look at a lot of things and teach myself uh, what was going on at that time so that I could really put myself in the shoes of a, a day one Destiny player. You know, what was what was day one of Destiny like, you know? And since I didn't experience that for myself, I had to, you know, go do some go do a significant amount of research to figure out what was actually going on at the time in order to accurately portray it. Um, and then, you know, since then, you know, year two of Destiny one onward, I can I can also draw on my own experience, but nobody remembers every single detail of what has happened, you know, over the last like eight years or whatever since Taken King. So I uh, I still had to, you know, go back and find a lot of historical videos. So it was actually a, a pretty fun process because there's a lot of videos that I had forgotten about. But when I go back and look, yeah, like, oh, what was popular on, on YouTube in like 2015 or something, you know? Then I find like all these ancient like data videos and all these random things that I had not watched in years and years. But I go back and I'm like, oh, wow, these these were the times, dude. Like it was completely different way back then. But yeah, anyway, that that video was uh, quite the undertaking just to to cover the entire evolution of the game for almost 10 years. And I mean, I, I started the video um, 
like I, I started the timeline within the video before the release of the of the actual game. So I started it back like in 2009 or like when when the development was like just barely beginning um, and then brought it all the way to where we are in 2023. So it was more than, you know, 10 years of the overall coverage when it comes to the entire timeline. But yeah, definitely, definitely quite a lot of info in there. And yeah, I mean, it's like it's like two hours and something. So definitely quite the video to edit as well but it took it just the edit alone took weeks which is insane it's so interesting because you you mentioned that you had to do a lot of research because you didn't start playing destiny since the very beginning days were there any things that really stuck out to you that were really interesting about like the history of destiny that you didn't really realize until creating that video I think uh, from creating that video, I, I kind of recognized a lot of patterns and cycles that the game has gone on, if that makes sense. Like looking at looking at it all together, I've I kind of noticed like the the cycles that we go on in terms of like loot and like community sentiment on on various issues, you know, like when the game first came out, people were like, oh, you know, the, the game is stingy with loot, you know, like it nothing ever drops. But then looking back on it now people are like oh i missed year one of destiny like it felt exciting to get a, a blue item and i was like you know i i kind of get both sides of the argument there like if you're if you're a player who doesn't ever get loot in the very beginning of the game you're like i, I can understand how it feels unrewarding right but also at the same time when you do finally get that drop it's like the best feeling ever you know it's like oh my gosh i've finally got this thing i've been grinding for for years you know so yeah i think i just kind of in, in creating the video i kind of realized like a a lot of the um interesting sentiments that the community has kind of gone on over time Yeah, I can I can definitely relate to that. I think there were some very iconic weapons that took me, oh man, such a long time to get. Um, <laughs> I think for me, probably the one that I remember the most would be my Galarhorn. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, back in Destiny 1, um, but unless you got that game, or unless you got the weapon and the game right at the very beginning, when Zero was selling it, it, it was quite grindy for at least for me to get mine. Uh, I remember it took me until Crota's End to finally get it. And, and mind you, I was playing the game since the very beginning, uh, with the exception of maybe the first week when I didn't quite get my copy right at start. Um, but I think that was really memorable for me. And um, I would say getting uh, Touch of Malice took me a while too. Getting my first Touch of Malice, that took me so many runs of playing through the raid uh, with King's Fall. And uh, when it finally dropped, that was quite a uh, fun experience. Although, I will tell you, when King's Fall uh, came back the second time around in Destiny 2, got into my third run, which was really interesting in, in hindsight. Like, comparing destiny one to destiny two they had to make it up for you for all those failed runs you did in d1 let's <laughs> do it and I'm, I'm curious for you personally what was that special weapon for you to finally see drop after grinding 
destiny for an extended period of time? Oh, I don't know. I, I guess there are a few like, I don't know, just like trials weapons that I'd wanted, you know, like I got I got an OK roll and then I used that OK roll and I was like, for the longest time, I was like, oh, but I really want like a better role, you know, and I was constantly just chasing that that improved role for for weeks whenever it it came out. So I, I guess um, the, the Eye of Soul sniper is to this day still like my favorite sniper in, in the game right now. And um, that one, it definitely took me a, a few weeks to get a, the role that I actually wanted. So for me, that was that was kind of it's kind of similar to your situation, but um I, I don't think it, it's quite to the same extent of of your situation where you're grinding for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and then you never you never get it at all. You know, it's it's not quite the same with a, a legendary weapon compared to an exotic. But that's, I think that's just a common common destiny experience for for everyone. There's always there's always something that eludes them for a while, whether it's a, a legendary or an exotic. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely the case with with a looter shooter like destiny and shadow price what about you what's that special weapon for you that took you a while to finally get uh i mean it was also probably gallahorn um as well in d1 because i didn't get it for like five months i didn't get it till like february of 2015 um, and I had like deleted multiple characters and things like that, but then they're with you. <laughs> then I think when Zen Meteor came out, like Ooh. I was grinding to get Zen Meteor because I was like really excited about that weapon because of the uh, the perk of something with a dynamite. You know, um, I can't remember the exact name of it, but when you got like multiple headshots or multiple precision like shots it like the last shot was like a explosion from the gun which was pretty cool and i'd like to see that gun come into destiny too i mean you know i know we're not probably gonna get icebreaker anytime soon but i feel like zen meteor didn't have much time in this to shine because it came towards the end of destiny one uh life cycle so i think that would be a cool gun for them to add back to uh us for us to chase you guys remember zen meteor yeah i uh i actually used that one in pvp a decent amount back in the day just for fun uh it was really like i almost never would get the you know enough kills to actually proc the explosion but i always yeah. love weapons that are like it's like a challenge to like to it's like a mini game within the game you know to to get yeah. enough kills to get the special effects you know so i was always mm. like trying to chase after that <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to play with uh, Zen Meteor as much as I would have liked to. Uh, although, maybe I'll have to go back to Destiny and try it out. Yeah, I don't know what it would feel like now, because, I mean, you're going from high frame rates, 60, 120, 144, down to 30 is, oof. <laughs> it's a rough it's, transition it's, for sure. It's quite a change now, yeah. So, Shadow, I know that you recently made a video, and it was really interesting because of the concept of trying to beat Destiny 2 Lightfall in two hours. I thought that was really cool. And I'm curious, what was that process like for you to 
beat the game in two hours to ensure that you're able to get your refund from Steam with <laughs> Lightfall. Um, how was that experience like and what did you learn from that video? Yeah, that was that was a definitely an interesting one. I've I've never tried anything quite like that. So it was it was very experimental for me. Um, and also like with my background, I'm more of a PvP person, just generally speaking. So I was not super experienced in the in the ways of speedrunning. I had never done a speedrun quite like this before. So I um I first of all had to do a bit of practice on my uh, on my main account, so I just you know queued up queued up the Lightfall missions, um, and just kind of kind of played through them to see how see how to optimally defeat the enemies, and then also like if there was any if there's any areas where I could move a certain way in order to shave off a few seconds. Um, and you know once you count uh, like the loading screens and like the, the dialogue and stuff within the campaign, like. Completing it in under two hours is is not the easiest thing in the world. So I was really trying to optimize like every second that I could. Um, so yeah, de definitely just a, quite a few run throughs of the mission. Um, and then also I, I had to learn a bit of uh, movement tech. I, I was someone who never learned shatter skating because I thought it was difficult, but turns out it's actually not that difficult, especially once you get the hang of it. So anyway, I uh, I learned shatter skating for the for the purpose of this video. So that was fun. Um, and yeah, then I just I just played through it a few times, you know, got got some good strats down for for each mission. Um, and then, of course, I, I also had to get an account to use for the actual video. Um, so, I yeah, I had to, to borrow an account. And since it was not super active, I had to like level it all the way up. So I, I definitely had to spend a few days uh, preparing the account itself before I could actually go into the campaign and do my attempt. So, yeah, there was there's definitely some uh, some preparation, some planning that went into that one. That's that's a good example of of an unscripted video that that still takes some uh, some work in advance before you go in and actually hit the record button. But yeah, that was that was a, an interesting and fun one to do. Yeah, no, I thought that was really interesting that you were able to to accomplish that. And did you play it on normal or did you play it on legend? <laughs> I I played it on normal, uh, especially because uh, the account was still kind of under leveled. So legend, uh, I think it's doable, but not not particularly easy. And I didn't I didn't want to give myself too much additional challenge. It was it was a hard challenge as it was. But hey, if anyone if anyone does it on legend, uh, let me know. That would be cool to watch. Glad are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> but that would be really interesting. I think we played it on Legend the first time around, and it was a fun challenge. I will tell you, uh, it was fun uh, seeing the Tormentor pop out for the first time and chase you around the entire <laughs> map. I thought that was really interesting. Um, although there were a couple of other moments where it was like really, really, really challenging. Um, the boss fight, Callus, was a bit of a challenge, I would say. Um, and were there any um, campaign missions that were most memorable for you from doing the legend, the uh, campaign uh, for Lightfall? I think, I mean, the last one just stands out. I mean, it's the longest one uh, with you know those waves of Cabal towards the end, um, and then Callus is 
I don't know. I, I actually liked the, the Kallus fight. Some people, I heard some people criticize it, but I actually think it's one of the better, like, uh, campaign boss fights that we've had in Destiny. Um, so I, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. So I, I guess overall, the the last mission stands out the most to me. He has so much health and legend, like oh legendary. yeah, like, on day like, one. Oh my when god, my my whole team was like under leveled on day one. I was doing it with uh, me and two of my other content creator fans uh, friends. We were we were stuck on Callus for a bit on day one just because. We're under leveled and we didn't really know what we were doing. And yeah. but yeah, it was it's on the on solo when you're on normal, he just does not have very much HP at all. So it's kind of a, a pushover. But day one, we were we were definitely uh we were definitely struggling for a bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think for us uh, um I think headlong was kind of a challenging mission too when when we did that one. That was a little challenging, um, but I, Down, I downfall was downfall, too. Yeah, downfall too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Headlong is the one with like the the harpies, right? Down. I think downfall. The, the puzzle. I think isn't downfall the one that's in the um, the the radio mast one or whatever, like uh, where you're fighting the cabal. Ah, uh, yes. And the yeah, that one. <laughs> That one can be a little like tricky because you have so many of those ads, like, and there's like multiple parts to like get to that like room. Because you got to fight in another room with like you got to fight some tormentors, and then you got to go through a whole another area. And it's like, yeah, that one can be kind of a uh, uh, kind of daunting sometimes. I just like that legendary difficulty exists to begin with. Like, you know, take us back a few years and every single campaign was a pushover for veteran I players. Mean, you know, Spamathoon on legendary is also not easy. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I mean, that's just I what did. I'm saying. Like, I'm so glad that we have yeah. legendary difficulty now, you know, for the last two years that it's been a, it's been real fun to play through a campaign that actually challenges you sometimes. So yeah, I've, I've been a big fan. Back to the Halo days uh, of those legendary campaigns. Now, I'm I'm curious, how did you both enjoy the Lightfall campaign in comparison to the Witch Queen's campaign? I think the, the story is definitely not quite on the same level. I think that seems to be the overwhelming community consensus. Um, but gameplay-wise, I actually thought it was pretty solid. You know, I I enjoyed it on on my first playthrough and all of my playthroughs after that. Um I think I think the gameplay is definitely quite solid, but in terms of the narrative, I mean, people definitely prefer Witch Queen, and I think I probably agree with that. So, but yeah, I mean, overall, like I don't know, I I think Lightfall as a whole is a pretty great expansion, you know, just because we've gotten so many so many updates to the the quality of the game. You know, the the campaign, sure, it might not have been the best thing ever, but I, I'm a huge fan of the other things that Lightfall has done for the game, you know, uh, with with stuff like the loadouts feature, the the LFG that's coming later this year, um, and just just general like quality of life updates that have been much appreciated. The the mod rework, for example, there's just a lot of a lot of little things that that really add up, and those things stay in the game forever. That's the thing, you know, like and those things have a an impact on your day to day experience with the game. Like you you play the campaign, you know, a few times and then you never play it again. But with something like the loadout system, like every time you play Destiny from now on forever, 
you're probably going to interact with the loadout system and that's just that's just like a great feature to to add to the game cuz it makes every play session every play session better Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I definitely agree with your thoughts on Lightfall. I think that overall, the campaign itself was really good. I really enjoyed the challenge in, in the campaign on, on Legendary and the variety and all the different missions that we had there. Story definitely took a backseat. I'm not sure what happened there. Um, I definitely think that there were some much better expansions from a story narrative perspective. But I definitely enjoyed the overall gameplay and the variety in all the environments. And um, I also really enjoyed the, the, the raid from, from uh, Lightfall 2. I think uh, Root of Nightmares was a really fun raid. A lot of really awesome set pieces and, and art styles that really stood out to me personally. I actually haven't gotten around to playing that one yet, but based on really? everything that I've seen with uh, streams and videos, I've watched a bunch of other people do it. It seems like a, a cool environment for sure. I love I love the art direction and style that they took with this one. I like my Rufus's Fury a lot. Like that thing rips in PvP. Like I have the mm. uh, crafted, I crafted it, so it's got the best perks on it, and it like it's a it's a fire hose basically. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It it was definitely a raid that I would say was in my top five in Destiny for sure. Maybe not like the my favorite, my all time favorite in D two, but definitely in the top five for sure. So, on a slightly different topic, I'm I'm curious your what would your overall thoughts be on Lightfall and Season of Defiance that we've played so far this season as we get ready for the new season in destiny with season of the deep. Yeah. So I think the kind of, as I alluded to before, like I'm, I'm a big fan of the the updates that have, you know, lasting impact on the game. Um, so, you know, stuff like loadouts, you know, guardian ranks, even though they're not perfect, they're still, they're still a good system that we can build on over time, you know? Um, and you know, same, same goes for commendations. It's not, it's not like the, the perfect implementation so far, at least in my opinion, but it's, the, the point is, is like these are new systems that can be built on and improved over time, and they just will make Destiny better as as an overall statement. Um, so I'm a I'm a big fan of those things the, that are like you know new systemic changes that are just evolving the game and making it interesting. Um, in terms of the the season, I thought it was all right. You know, I'm I'm not like a huge fan of it, but at the same time, like. I don't think there's really going to be a season that impresses me on like a deep level until they innovate the system a little bit. Um, I think Destiny players, myself included, are really craving novelty at this point because for years now, we've just had the same system every single season, you know? Um, and we really, I, I think a lot of people really want something that just feels new, you know, something, something new to explore, something new to experience. Um, and when it's just like, oh, you know, you, you go to the war table again and you, you know, you upgrade a couple perks just like the last 10 seasons. Um, it, it definitely just gets a little repetitive. So, and Bungie has acknowledged this, you know, like they did say that they're, they're working on evolving future seasons to be more unique and less formulaic, which I'm very much looking forward to. So 
I'm curious to see uh, when that actually goes into effect. Hopefully, with there's there's some uh, some new changes with next season, but we'll we'll have to see how that goes. I think you brought up some really great points there, um, because I think I very much agree that there has been a little bit of fatigue with the same model, the same structure of how we have gotten Destiny since Bungie switched over to a expansion-based and seasonal model. Um, definitely looking forward to more new content in the game, especially on the PvP side, and I'm sure you as a PvP player primarily can definitely feel that need of having more new stuff. Like, even with, I would say, with Lightfall, like, the fact that we didn't get new crucible maps to me that was a missed opportunity for for us to have more fun in the game that that we just have been missing right um so i definitely see an opportunity there and um i'm excited to see when bungie releases final shape and what comes next because i think that would be the next big opportunity for them to really embrace a newer model and a new structure that can get people more excited about destiny, especially those who have been playing the game for such a long time who've experienced the entire journey from start to finish. Yeah, I think everyone's on on their edge of, on the edge of their seats right now, just waiting to see what goes on with Final Shape and afterward, you know, like Final Shape isn't the end of Destiny. We're getting a whole new saga after this. So I'm super, I'm super excited to see what they end up doing with that. And if that new uh, saga is also accompanied with more uh, systemic changes to how they do seasons or um, expansions. So yeah, just very, very interested to see, you know, maybe, maybe we get a, a reveal in, in August or something, you know, that's kind of how they've done the past few, few years. Um, so if they follow that same trend, I'll, I'll definitely be very curious to see what they have in store for us. Do you think like uh, Final Shape will come out like right around the same time as what Lightfall did this year? I, I've been that guessing happen? that. Yeah, I'm not. I, I think did they confirm that? I'm not sure. That's what I've been assuming, but I don't really know for certain, I guess. Well, that's the thing, because Witch Queen got delayed. It was supposed to originally come out, I think, in like November right. or something, because um, that's when uh, Beyond Light came out, I believe. Uh, was in November of, uh, what was it, 2020. And then Witch Queen got delayed into 2022, um, February. So it got delayed by like three months. So, I mean, it would probably make sense that they would probably do it a year from, you know, Lightfall's release, if everything is ready to go then. Or... Yeah, I think it's probably a safe bet to say sometime in the first half of 2024 it will come out sometime in that in that area. Yeah. Yeah, I think um I think it's going to be really interesting where the direction goes with with Destiny and I know we'll be definitely looking out for around August when we can expect a next big reveal about what is next in the world of Destiny 2 with the final shape. And I'm curious, on the topic of the final shape, what are you both most excited for? What do you, what, what do you want from the next big expansion that would really make Destiny an exciting game for you both 
as we move on to the next major expansion with the final shape. I want to see how I they're going to wrap up. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I, I think like it needs to have a an epic conclusion to the saga. Like we can't we can't build up to this moment for nine years and then just have it be like, eh, and that's the end. You know, like I, I think we really need like an amazing like 10 out of 10 campaign and narrative experience to draw everything that we've been working up to for the past nine years to a satisfying conclusion that, you know, actually makes people feel fulfilled and like, you know, the last decade has meant something to them. So yeah, I, I think first and foremost, it definitely needs to deliver on that if people are going to enjoy it. Um, and then beyond that, I would just love to see a, uh, a return to focus on some of the core playlists in this game. I think historically looking back at some of the most popular and well-received expansions like uh, Forsaken and T Taken King, like the things that made those so great, at least in part, was the insane amount of focus that they had on the core playlist, you know, and obviously that's Crucible, Strikes, and Gambit in Destiny 2. Um, but yeah, like those all, both of those expansions like massively overhauled every single core playlist and made them feel different and fresh and exciting and worth playing, um, which is something that we've been lacking for so long in recent years of Destiny. Um, Lightfall released with literally zero updates to the Crucible, which as a PvP player makes me depressed. So yeah, I, I just hope that we see a, you know, a bit of a return to the focus on the core playlists and then a, a fantastic, you know, narrative story conclusion. Um, and I think if they can deliver on those two things, like they're definitely setting themselves up for success with the expansion overall. And what were you going to say, Shadow Price? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Wrapping up the narrative uh, to a uh, conclusion, an epic conclusion. You know, what's going to happen with all these uh, story threads? What's going to happen to our Guardian? You know, uh, how they're going to tell that story with uh, the witness inside the Traveler. How is that going to affect everything going forward? And yeah, all the updates to PvP Crucible, because we need it. We need the Crucible updates. And if they are deciding to keep Gambit around, they can't treat it like a second-class citizen anymore. Like, they got to <laughs> try to find some way to update it. You know, it gives I very much agree. Meaning, meaningful updates, some new maps some uh, new game mode uh, uh, centered around Gambit and, you know, like try some, you know, different things that might, you know, breathe some life back into the playlist because anytime anybody wants to like play Gambit, it's like, okay. Right. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> so it would be nice to get some new freshness to it and, you know, just update the, you know, all the core playlists, you know, tell a great story. Um, find out where we're going from there after that. You know, what's going to be after Final Shape? You know, obviously there'll be seasons, probably, you know, a season, a year worth of seasons to, you know, finish that light and dark saga. But what's after that? You know? Yeah, no, these are all really great, great points. And I echo the sentiments. I think that having a renowned focus on story and lore and to really dive into a lot of the open-ended questions that we've had, especially coming out of Lightfall 
learning about the veil, learning about the witness and how that character plays into the overall storyline. But also I really want to see characters from Destiny's past really come back and really tell that story that we really haven't had a conclusion to. For example, Mara Saab, I think, great character for them to really finalize that storyline and to give us more insights about her. Eris Morn is, is a character that, of course, that we all really enjoyed um, having in the game. But also beyond that, to really put a focus on a lot of the elements of Destiny that we haven't really had too much focus on. Crucible, definitely one with, with new maps. Gambit being some sort of evolution or maybe something new, maybe something that evolves Gambit into a bigger, better experience. I remember when Gambit first came out, one of the things that was really exciting to me about the prospect of that was getting that really deep PvE element, almost like what the Division had with Dark Zone, right? Um, I think that would be a really interesting concept for them to really play around with a little bit more. Um, and also to... Would they ever implement where you could steal someone else's loot? <laughs> no chance. Zero. <laughs> oh, man. I can I'm see... Sure, I'm sure the community managers would have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but I also want to see Bungie really put focus on an evolution in the game where they take more chances. Think of what we had with the Menagerie as one example of endgame content or like Prison of Elders where they really evolved what endgame can mean in the game because I feel like over the past few years there has been a level of sameness with with what we've been getting in the game. So I'd, I'd love to see them evolve that. Imagine having space battles destiny i think that would be a really cool concept for them to um evolve into although i don't know if that would happen during the final shape or maybe after what we get next in the continuation of the destiny um experience and uh beyond that i just want more you know well we know I, the engine can handle it because i mean it was in halo reach so you know just yeah that's just true <laughs> So you mentioned you mentioned the engine and I'm I'm curious and we we've, we've talked about this before but um and and obviously we're not game developers so we're only going to have so much insight and knowledge into this but do you both believe that the issue with Destiny has something to do with the engine because I know that Bungie on multiple occasions mentioned having the spaghetti code and finding it difficult for them to update and maintain the game on a day-to-day -day basis so at, at what point is it the engine versus other aspects of the experience in the game that that's causing them to not be able to deliver more with destiny 
I mean, I really have no idea what exactly the, the engine entails, you know, like I'm definitely not a game developer at all. So can't really speak on exactly how much influence the engine has over it. But just looking at it from, you know, a completely outside perspective, something that I would guess is that Destiny has just become more and more complex over the years. And there's so many different interactions that are hard to anticipate. So you know, say you change how one thing works, but then like 40 other things depend on how that one thing works. So then 40 other things break and then you have to go fix those other 40 That's other things. Spaghetti code. So, that, that is the spaghetti code that you described I, the spaghetti code, basically. <laughs> That's it, I, right I'm, I'm not sure like exactly how all of that uh depends on the engine in any way but i that's that's just how i would guess uh things can get complicated as as the game builds on itself over time as a uh someone who's completely uninitiated in the art of game development yeah i i don't have any like experience in game development either but i do know that they did do some updates during like beyond light i mean that was very well documented that you know for some of the things to run the way they were like the snow in the environment and like to start and stop and to have actual dynamic weather was was a new thing for destiny and everything so there has been updates to it but there has also been reference to that you know to things breaking like every time they have an update something breaks and then they have to go in and you know take the game down and everything you know, and it, I don't know. It's been referred to as spaghetti code, you know, because, you know, it's just like something in the line of code and those strands gets messed up and it messes up something else. You know, that's the Telesto effect, basically. Um, so there's, uh, you know, there's things to do with that. There's the, the servers, too. Like the servers are not, I don't believe they're optimal. You know, there's definitely some, uh, could be some room for improvement. I feel like in the servers, but, um, you know, that's a conversation that probably will need to be had at some point, um, going forward with their, you know, with PlayStation and, you know, their higher ups, but I mean, you don't want them to change too much because then it, will it feel like destiny? Like if they went to unreal engine five or something like that, how would, how would that shooting feel? How, how would the game feel? Like we love Destiny for the the way it, the shooting is and everything. If they change too much, would that like you know mess with the shooting mechanics and stuff? I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that's a great great point, and maybe that's part of the hesitation. I mean, aside from the complexity and the cost with designing a whole new engine, I'm sure that would be difficult them to do as well unless they're using unreal 4 or some type of evolution of that um but yeah it's going to be really interesting to see where bungie goes after final shape and if they're going to continue on with the existing engine or if there will be some type of upgrades that will make bungie more sustainable for the developers to continue building onto and slightly different topic i know that we all have had a long journey in the game of destiny and what would you both say are your most memorable moments in destiny for yourself 
So uh, as I mentioned, uh, like earlier, when uh, my friends bought me Destiny for the first time, we were we were all just kind of playing it at uh, at my birthday party. So I I don't remember like a ton of the details because it was super long ago. But I definitely do remember just that that overall experience. There were um, there were some missions that like I, I just could not do. Even even like the, the beginning missions, I was just so so bad at the game back then because Destiny was kind of like my first my first first person shooter. So um, I was. I was definitely an extreme uh, noob back in the day, and but my friends were uh, were there to like kind of teach me the ways and guide me through the the first few missions, which was really fun. Um, and then I guess um, more recent uh, memorable mo- moments, I guess, would just be like I don't know, helping people to uh, get to the lighthouse for the first time, stuff like that. And what about you, Shadow Price? I'm still striving to get people to the lighthouse. I have to do it three times. I have to carry do three carries, you know, from my the flawless seal. So hoping that I can do that. But um, I would say probably like from D one, you know, doing Vogue for the first time, and that was something I had never experienced before in gaming. Mm-hmm. And um, also like King's Fall. King's Fall was another really awesome raid, and uh, seeing Oryx for the first time. And everything like larger than life like you know we had never seen anything that big in a game yeah and everything so that was that was kind of uh really cool and just uh, it just i think just those moments that the experience i mean raids do stick out the most and then trials does too because you know trials was just so much fun i couldn't believe how Bungie, you know, created a game mode for PvP that I enjoyed more than playing Halo and everything. And I loved playing the Halo uh, PvP. I, I grew up on that. That's, you know, I went from Halo to Call of Duty and then from Call of Duty to Destiny and everything. So that's that was kind of my evolution of PvP. Yeah, no, definitely, you know, going going flawless for the first time is a special experience, at least for for those players who may not go regularly. Like, I think for me, I'm not really a PvP player primarily. So the few times that I have gone flawless, they were very special. Remember in D1 when I went flawless and I got the... um, I think it's called Bastard's Dream Emblem. I think that was a really, really cool experience. And I just, I was very proud because I don't normally go flawless in Destiny. Trials is definitely not something that I play on a regular basis. But beyond the few times that I've gone flawless and maybe playing Vogue for the first time and, and completing that raid, or any raid for that matter, for the first time. I think that was really special. But I think beyond the common experiences that we all will find is really memorable. I would say I remember moments like farming for Grasp of Malak. Yeah. And, and, and we would spend so many nights just farming or like farming the loot cave in Destiny 1. Little moments that you wouldn't really think would be that special on the surface but after you've had those moments with your friends and just gathering to 
farm for these really cool things in Destiny. I think those are really special moments for me, aside from maybe um, getting my shadow title. I think that was really um, a challenging feat that I didn't really think I could do. But because I still remember the very first menagerie that we played on normal, mind you. And I thought to myself, like, I can't imagine anyone playing this on a harder difficulty. And then like to be able to not only complete it on a harder difficulty, but to go flawless. Those were moments that I think I will cherish for, for a long time. And please bring back the Archon Priest. Really missed yeah. that. Skolost, I would say, even Skolost, as an yeah. honorable mention. Yeah. I thought that was a good fight. I thought that was fun. Uh, once you realize that you could block the taint with a sword, that was game changing. <laughs> yeah. Prison of Elders when Bungie. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's still my favorite, like, non raid activity in all Destiny. It's- I think it's also interesting because like at that time, I remember the overall sentiment around the Destiny community was that, man, we're not getting a raid this uh, expansion. Yeah. And people Dick were... Like, would say, he said on the live stream with Deej and uh, Christopher Barrett, no raid? <laughs> and Deej is like looking at him like he has like eight heads. <laughs> uh but definitely special moments in the game that I think, um, for me, I'll remember for a long time. So, Shadow, I'm curious. You've been creating content around Destiny for a little while. Were there any creators in the world of Destiny who inspired your content or you as a creator in this game? I wouldn't say there is like one specific channel that has inspired me like vastly more than the others, but um, in general, I'm I'm inspired by my friends. Um, so like shout out Patty Cakes, uh, Castle, Ascendant Nomad. These are some people I I talk to pretty regularly who are also creators, um, and they they have inspired me and continue to inspire me to make better content and just do better in the in the world of Destiny creation. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. And these are really great, great guardians. We had a chance to uh, meet Ascendant Nomad last year. Great, great guardian, great person. And um, definitely a lot of really great creators in in this uh, community who are doing so many great things. And here's a fun question for you. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? And Mm. what are some of the places that you would like to visit? I'm a, I'm a very inexperienced traveler. Um, so I, I live in California. Uh, I've traveled to the East Coast for college. And I've traveled like a small amount other than that. But I've barely ever left the United States in general. So I, uh, I would love to do more traveling, you know, just in the, in the next like 10 years or so. Um, but yeah, very, very inexperienced so far. But with that said, you know, like I would, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to see, to see more of the world just because I haven't so far and I'm very curious. Um, but I would, I'd love to go to, uh, to Europe and then probably also somewhere else more, uh, tropical, like Hawaii or something like that. I think Hawaii would be really fun. I would also want to visit like an island. That'd be really cool. Or, um, maybe, um, UAE would be kind of cool. Ah, uh, yeah. 
that might be a fun one. And I, I normally say Japan, but you know, that's, that's common. Um, Alaska might be fun too, although I'm not really that big with cold weather, so I'm not sure how that would pan out. <laughs> it would be fun to visit. Um, yeah, you said you're from Florida, right? Yeah. Oh, it would be an opposite for me. Yeah. <laughs> Very much the opposite. I also want to visit the Yellowstone National Park. It's a place that I've never oh. really had a chance to visit, but I've watched many documentaries that were very fascinating to me. Um, and I think that would be a really cool place to visit. I would also love to go there. I've, yeah, I've seen, like, like you said, I've seen so many, so many documentaries, movies, like pictures. Like it just looks like such a beautiful place with great wildlife. And I mean, in, in California, we have plenty of great parks as well, but I would love to go to Yellowstone someday. You know, I had so much fun in California. Every Whenever I got a chance to visit, I, I, I think the last time I've been there was like five or six years ago. But um, Where have you been? Um, Los Angeles, Santa Monica area primarily. Okay. Uh, although we did drive from Vegas to Cali, so it was a fun little trip going through Death Valley. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> definitely uh, a fun experience. Although... One thing I'm really surprised about with California is that it's really warm in the daytime, but oh man, you better bring a jacket because it gets really cool at night. And the the change in climate definitely was an interesting uh, adjustment for me. Yeah, yeah especially like if you're on the coast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely, there's, there's so, so many different climates like throughout, I mean, California, it's a massive state. So there's so many different microclimates in different areas, but yeah, it's like, especially like on the coast, it, like, it's just generally kind of cold, but the the range can also be insane. Like, like you said, it can be super hot in the day and then like fifties at night, even if it's the middle of summer, but um, yeah, it can also be like just super dry sometimes too. So if we go back to Cali, what are some places that you recommend visiting in, in California? Some like hidden gems? I would I definitely say Northern California. LA is LA is great, but um I'm from Northern California and I definitely I definitely prefer it overall. I think I, I generally prefer the weather. It's slightly less hot. Um I I don't like really hot weather. So it's it's not cold, especially in the summer, but it's also not like overly hot to the point of it being uncomfortable. So um, somewhere, somewhere in the, in the Northern part of the state, I'd say the Bay area is, you know, another iconic place. You could go to San Francisco, see the, the golden gate and stuff. Um, and if you're thinking of going to a, a park, um, Yosemite is the, the obvious answer. It's, it's amazing. Um, I, I've been there several times over the years and I would, I would definitely recommend it's really beautiful. I hear the redwoods, uh, are nice too there. California. Yes, absolutely. I mean, just, just everywhere, like if you go to Northern California, you will see redwoods. Like they're just, they're just pretty much everywhere. As long as you're not like, you know, in the middle of nowhere in in the Valley or something, but um, yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty of redwoods, but there's, a, there's some especially epic ones in parks like Yosemite and other places. Yeah. I have a friend in Mount Shasta actually. So there you go. nice. Yeah. I've been there a few times as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one thing one thing that really sticks out about California that was really really good the barbecue. Mm. Korean barbecue so good in Cali. Ah, uh, such a good time. 
Um, I also really enjoyed the um, Mexican food. It was really good, too, out in Cali. Definitely sticks out. And the beaches. Gotta love the beaches, you know. Just being close to a beach is really nice. Like, I, I'm not that close to a beach, but I, could, I can go to... I, I go on day trips all the time. It's like a 30-minute drive or something. And just having access to the, the ocean, I think, is a really underrated thing. A lot of, you know, inland states, they don't have that ability to just drive for a little bit and go see the beach so yeah, I definitely value I would that. Say it's nice it's a nice thing to have for me too because i'm on the um eastern side of florida i'm close to a lot of beaches that's awesome mm-hmm. i'm in i'm in central florida so i get like a lake not with all the gators that are in the area that um I wouldn't want to mess with them it's funny because i have a little dog and we live right next to a lake and I, before I realized, because I'm originally from New York, so uh, the Florida atmosphere and the environment was fairly new to me when I first moved here. But uh, I would let my dog cool off in the in the lake because I figured, you know, it's really hot, so he needs to find some way to cool. And I would let him swim in the lake until I realized there were skaters in that lake <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh man so nothing happened it was to- he's fine he he's okay <laughs> although there were a few moments where i remember one time i was just i came came outside and i look and on the grass there's some strange looking animal that i couldn't really see what it was at first because i mean i've never really seen a gator before that moment and i look at it and i'm thinking to myself what is that because it doesn't look like a dog it doesn't look like a squirrel or anything it's just big it was i mean it wasn't like large because it was a baby gator um (laughs) spoiler alert but it was like this little gator chilling right on the grass and I I definitely was very surprised to see that because I, I I the last time that I really saw a gator was on television. Uh but then the second time was in that lake and it was like a large gator. And uh that was the last time the Rocky swam in, in that lake, needless to say. Um, although definitely deterred me from uh from getting close to that lake um with my dog at least. And most Floridians think that's a normal thing. It's part of their uh, habitat and environment. And um, they're kind of like having cats and dogs. (laughs) Although, I mean, you don't, they're not like habitat animals that you're going to have in your house. I would hope not. (laughs) But that was a really interesting experience. And um, we have the Everglades out here too, which I I haven't visited yet. I I don't think I've been that brave. But uh, maybe one day, maybe one day I'll check it out. So, um, slightly different topic. Now, I'm curious. We all have uh, a common love for Destiny as as a game, but I'm curious what other games do you both enjoy playing besides Destiny? So, I am a, a very loyal Destiny player. I do not play many other games. Um, I, I mentioned earlier in the past that I used to play World of Warcraft. Um, so that was that was definitely a, a phase that I went through, you know, years ago. But um, 
haven't played in quite a long time and probably won't go back but who knows it's always an option i suppose um and then, but nowadays uh i don't know i i play sometimes i play um mobile games like uh clash royale clash of clans those are fun but i'm not like uh, I don't spend a ton of time on those relative to how much time I spend on Destiny. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of just other games in general, I, I spend the vast majority of my time on uh, Destiny and content. And uh, I can I can relate to primarily really focusing on Destiny, although I I definitely try to take breaks to play other games because, you know, you got to have that spice of life, right? Yeah, I think that's probably it. I think that's probably how most people play, and I think it's probably a healthy way to play. Um, it's just for me. I mean, doing doing this as a full time career now, I I think it just kind of makes sense to you know be a little bit more focused on it. But um, also, there's plenty of people who still do play other games and just ha- continue to have the focus on Destiny for their content, but then play other games on the side for fun. And I think that is totally good as well. It's just not something that I personally do at this exact time. Shadow Price, what about for you? What's what's what are some other games that you've been enjoying getting into besides Destiny? Well, lately I haven't played anything else besides Destiny. Haven't had the time to, you know, grind other games. Um I I do like my Nintendo games. I my guilty pleasures, my Zeldas, my Marios, my Metroids. Those are always gonna, you know. When they they release those games, I'm gonna be excited to play them. When I you know find the time to play them, Final Fantasies. There's still some I have to play because uh, I am a Final Fantasy fan at heart, and I got to go back and finish seven and uh, the uh, DLCs for that as well on on PlayStation. You know, just like, yeah, RPGs, Nintendo games. Um, I do have a bunch of games on my backlog that I just don't know when I'm ever going to get to them. Like Resident Evil Village, uh, you know, just a number of different games like Resident Evil 4. Like I didn't buy that yet, but eventually I want to play that too. Because every time I've started that game, I've never gotten far. And then when they do like a Metal Gear Solid remake, because Metal Gear Solid is my favorite game. I'll be uh, right there for that as well. So, yeah, I would say those games are like kind of like my guilty pleasures. And, you know, I think for me, um, of course, I can say Zelda. <laughs> the new Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I'm very excited to play that. And I think that's going to be my game between when I get it. Hopefully by Sunday I should get it. Um, although I have been thinking about just getting a digital copy just so I can dive in sooner, but maybe I'll just wait it out. Um, but aside from that, I would say I'm really excited to check out the Diablo game that's coming out, um, in June or July, I want to say, um, and that's going to be an exciting one to check out, um, and a huge backlog, um, as a gamer, I feel like I buy all the video games, but they all take a backseat to Destiny because there's always something new to do in Destiny. As much as we sometimes, you know, feel like we should get more in Destiny, I still feel like there's so much to do in that game where it always draws you back in, right? 
Um, but I definitely want to get into some Nintendo IPs like uh, Metroid. Um, I have several Metroid games now that I have to play through uh, again. And um, what else? Hmm. Definitely some Metal Gear Solid games that I want to go back and play through again, like um, the Phantom Pain. That would be a really fun one to play yeah, through. I was just talking about that today. I saw. Yeah. Um, yeah. But other than that, yeah, too many video games. Gotta love video games, right? <laughs> I'm there. And um, I'm curious, what, going back to Destiny, what are some of your favorite raids in Destiny and, and why? I like, uh, I think Deep Stone Crypt is probably uh, up there for me. It's, I think it's probably the one that I've played the most. Um, but with take that with a grain of salt because I am not a uh, super experienced Destiny Raider. I am like a, I'm more of a, a PvP person in the in the grand scheme of things. So um, maybe if I if I played more uh, more raids more often, I would have. A, a different opinion but something about um deep stone i've just really liked ever since it came out i love the the aesthetic i love the you know like the really clean like interior and then also like the snow and the weather systems outside are super cool as well like we haven't really gotten like a, a, a dynamic weather system like we we did with beyond light um ever since then so uh i hope that maybe in final shape or maybe just at some time in the future, we, we see more dynamic weather. Cause I think that was a really cool touch. Um, and then, yeah, I think, I think that's, I think that answers the question. What was it? Favorite raid? Yeah. <laughs> Deep stone crypt was a really fun one. Um, that I kind of really enjoyed that raid too. I think there were a lot of, uh, interesting encounters there and, um, definitely having that, uh, weather element also made it really fun and interesting going to space was also just so cool like <laughs> launching yourself up there and then getting and then flying down in the in the ship afterward like that was that was just so much fun um and then also you know the, the spacewalk of course the iconic uh lullaby that's that's just so much fun i really liked that part now i'm curious did you both get the exotic from deep stone crypt Nope. Oh, yes. I didn't get it. Yeah, you I got it on my like, fifth run. Play. Yep, five. About five runs. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still trying to get my, my bread. Hopefully soon. Eyes up tomorrow when, Bungie? Please, thank you. <laughs> well, they're doing um, some uh, increased drop uh, rates uh, yeah. based on your uh, progress in the Triumphs, I think and some challenges and other things. That's what we talked about last week on the podcast. Um, I'm kind of excited about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I haven't got my Touch of Malice yet. So, oh. But King's Fall is the weekly featured raid next week, so I will be jumping in at different times. An opportunity. Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely a time to, to do that for sure. And now, on that note, I'm curious, um, Shadow, what is next for you in your destiny journey as a content creator, as a guardian? Yeah, so I, I just plan to continue making destiny videos for as long as destiny exists. 
Um, I think I, I have a second channel that I've been working on recently. Uh, so I'm just kind of trying to spin that up and uh, make make content more often because I only post about once a month on my main channel. So the goal with the second channel is to post more often. And um, just as a as an overall goal about what's next for me, I'm just just trying to continue to make uh, the best possible Destiny videos that I can. Um, and I, I will cover the game as long as it exists, most likely. So, um, and then after that, who knows? We'll see. I, I, I might go to a different game. I might uh, switch to an entirely different niche of YouTube altogether. Um, but I, I do plan and hope to continue to be a content creator for quite some time. Very cool. And we will definitely be looking out for your content on YouTube. I'm actually really excited to check out your video on um, the evolution of Destiny because I always find it fa fascinating to go down memory lane and to um, really remember the really cool times in Destiny being being a fan of the game since the very beginning. And it's always fun to experience that. And I also really am excited about your 100 Myths in Destiny video too. Uh, I think that was really an interesting video that you created on dispelling a lot of different myths that Guardians have about the game. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I think as, as someone who has played since the very beginning, I think you really would like the the history, the evolution one, just because it goes through just so many different eras that we've seen over time. And there's there's definitely the the nostalgia factor, the looking back on the good old days, you know. So Bear Bloom Chest and Class. <laughs> Where are my heavy ammo scents, Guardians? <laughs> one day. One day we'll get him back, but we'll see. So Guardians, we have one more thing to talk about on the show. We know that Bungie has updates that they provide us with. We don't have too many things to chat about tonight as far as weekly updates, but we do have some updates from Bungie. And Shadow Price, I'm curious, would you want to fill us in on what we learned from Bungie this week? Sure, yeah. We um, learned about the... Uh... Guardian games, they're they're still taking place. And uh they updated Bungie updated us with the current standings for Guardian games. Uh first place right now is the Titans, uh as to be expected. Titans seem to be running amok everywhere, especially in Crucible. Going against six stacks of Titans when I'm on my hunter is uh it's interesting. <laughs> Let me just say that. Um and up in uh, second place is the Warlocks. And bringing up the rear in third place is the Hunters. Uh, hopefully, my Hunter fam will, you know, rise up and uh, we'll try to take some of these days. It'd be nice. But we got a long hill to climb. So I was, um, I, I played Titan this year. And I, I did for, for Lance, you know, as many Guardians did as well. I'm not really a Titan main per se, but I have been embracing my inner titan this year for sure and uh shadow what about you what what was your primary character in guardian games this year i have i've always been a hunter man so i've just continued to play uh hunter but i did i did consider being a titan this year if i if i wasn't a titan or if i wasn't a hunter i'd definitely be a titan and 
you know, honestly, I'm uh, I'm totally fine if Titans continue to be in first place this year. Yeah, well, I think this year it's going to be for Lance. Um, may- maybe next year, um, we'll we'll see hunters rise above because I'm I've been a hunter main my whole career in Destiny, but although lately I've been really enjoying my warlock, and this this year I made an effort to try to play Titan more. Although, a little bit of a challenge, I'm not going to lie. Still adapting to it, especially adapting from the jumping mechanics. Like, from going from triple jump to having that uh, glide, it's it's an adjustment for sure. It's something I'm starting to slowly adapt to. Uh, up next, uh, there's some nice, sweet rewards. Uh, you can get yourself some nice loot from the Guardian game in... IRL rewards. There's a Guardian Games pendant that's uh, really, really, really sharp. There is a the champ title pin when you uh, complete all the challenge, uh, all the triumphs in that title, and then you'll get that. You can get that pin uh, that is also available. And the 2023 Guardian Games medal, which is very, very cool. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to look at that yet. But it's uh, it's nice. I, I I do have to say, like these items, like they look really cool, especially that metal. It looks it looks really cool. I'm curious, will any of you guys be uh, acquiring any of that those things? I uh, I haven't gotten a chance to look at it myself, so I'm undecided. But I guess we'll have to go see. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What about you? So it looks cool. I really like that. Um, I really like the pin. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to pick it up because I, I've spent so much money on Destiny. I have so much stuff that it's it's becoming a little uh, excessive <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to pick up the Guardian Games stuff this year. But also, I haven't really played as much Guardian Games this year, to be honest. So I don't know if I'll be able to earn the rewards or uh, what the requirements are i really like the pin i really like the pendant um but yeah i don't know if i'm gonna pick it up necessarily but definitely really cool cool stuff there uh next up is a uh, teaser trailer for season of the deep um it's just an eight second video so it's uh not very it's not a very big deep dive no pun intended um but uh, did you guys get a chance to check it out? And uh, what are you excited about? What what are what did we see in it, and what do we expect? Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I, I thought the uh, the sound design in the in the trailer itself was pretty awesome as well. Um, we we don't get to see too too much just from the you know it's only a few seconds long, but um, definitely uh, piqued my interest, and I'm glad to see that we're. We're getting a little bit of uh, info, you know, in advance. I think last year, like, I think all of the seasons, or at least most of them, like, we didn't hear anything until they came out, and then it was, and then it felt almost like anticlimactic because it was like we don't, we don't know what to get excited for, and then it's just, it's just there, you know. So I, I'm, I'm glad that we're seeing at least something before the the actual release date, so that people can start to get excited and hyped for the new season. Definitely. 
Yeah, you know, I think for me, um, I like I like getting a chance to explore water more in Destiny. I don't think we ever had a chance to deep dive into the ocean. <laughs> well, you, know what, you know what that is, though? If, it, if it's Titan, which I'm pretty sure it's Titan, uh, I believe that's methane. That's a methane sea, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think you're right. But uh, I mean, basically, it would be a similar experience. But I yeah. think I, I really love the uh, the art that we've seen so far. I think it looks so cool. Also, the also the armor set. Like, I'm a huge fan. It, it's just it's just unique, and I think maybe, that's maybe like that's a amazing. Bioshock vibe, possibly. Yeah, a, a little bit. I think yeah. like there's so many armor sets that come out in D2, and I'm like, you know, they're all right, but they just look like pretty much the same but this one i'm like wow you know I, we've never seen anything quite like this so i'm impressed i'm 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 really curious to see what it looks like in the actual game too yeah we look like fish people we're gonna be like fish <laughs> yeah. fish guardians <laughs> fish guardians swimming in the methane oceans yeah only in destiny <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i'm excited about it too and for the reasons you guys both uh said um definitely the underwater environment excites me because yeah again it's something we haven't experienced yet the Just under give us more, give us more than seconds i want like i want a two minute teaser and then i want like a 10 minute <laughs> actual trailer i have a lot of demands i'm sorry um a little more i want to learn more i'm, I'm excited i'm ready um so basic so up next is the deep season of the deep um ritual ornaments and the new weapon the ritual weapon that will be introduced next new season new weapon okay <laughs> <laughs> it's called the last right scout rifle and i would say that it has a very similar appearance to something we have already in the game currently I believe it's called the long arm, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's the same kind of, I don't know if it, I don't, I don't know if it'll be the same archetype or anything like that, but it's definitely the same body style. But the ornaments are very nice for it. I really like the Vanguard and the Crucible one. And then there's a Gambit one too. Uh, what do you guys think of these? Are you guys excited to get this scout rifle next season i mean i really like the look of it and i love the ornaments for it what do you guys think i would say i would say for me i'm a big fan of scout rifles overall in destiny so definitely will give me something fun to chase um i would say in terms of the ornament though i really like that vanguard ornament it looks really really cool i so, like yeah that thing just like pops that vanguard ornament it just pops. And then the Crucible one, like, you know what that Crucible one reminds me of? It reminds me of a D1 style. It reminds me of a D1 vanilla, the way the Crucible weapons looked. And th that's what excites me, because I am a sucker for nostalgia. And I think vanilla D1 is my favorite time in all of Destiny still. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's hard to top the original, the beginning. Yeah, I also like the the Vanguard one with the kind of like neon colors and the the cool like are those hexagons? They're so small it's kind of hard to see, but 
Yeah, I like that. Um, and then I totally agree. I think the the Crucible one does kind of give the D1 vibes with that kind of maroon red color. Me, or, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that crimson red color, you know, uh, like, yeah. it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think and, that's really, really cool. And again, that one looks cool too. Yeah. I don't know why, but that first ornament really gives me dead orbit vibes. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's the black and white theme That's to it. That's the same yeah. thing I said yesterday too. It, it's yeah. yeah, it's definitely the black and white, uh, the black and like grayish look. Yeah, for sure. Um, that it almost yeah. I mean, it's a text mechanica gun, so it's of the text mechanica foundry of weapons. But yeah, it definitely has also like cross with Dead Orbit. I agree. Um, speaking of ornaments, we're also going to have ornaments for our Guardians. Um, basically, they're going to be part of the season pass for season 21. And what do you guys think of these ornaments if you had a chance to look at them? I mean, we talked about their fish guardians, so that's basically like what the ornaments look like. Yeah, I love the fish guardians. Super cool. <laughs> I really love the hunter one. I'm definitely going to embrace my inner hunter front and center in season of the deep just for the ornament alone i think that's it's going to be really really fun so i'm i'm very excited about that i think that's actually one area of the game that i am probably most excited for with the next season aside from the dungeon we're going to talk about that too but um yeah i'm i'm really digging it um i'm excited definitely something that i will uh be chasing after after um when the new season launches yes and uh another a psa from bungie you have two weeks left in the season of defiance actually from this night this day you have 11 days left so uh a reminder from bungie finish up your season pass wrap up your weekly challenges get you dressed in neon to finalize your cutscene attire and check your engram tracker in your inventory for seasonal vendor engrams you need to pick up. Have you guys had a chance to wrap up your seasonal uh, stuff? For the most part, yeah. There's probably still a few things I need to check off, but generally, I'm I'm ready for next season. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, I'm still I'm still slacking a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I I'm a little behind on a few things that uh, I'm gonna have to finish up, like the seasonal story. I'm still gonna have to take some time to finish that um my inventory is always a hot mess every season so i have a ton of engrams i have to decrypt that was a really good psa for me to make sure that i do not miss out on all the good good uh with season of defiance um but other than that i'm i'm kind of ready man i'm kind of ready for the next i'm excited for the new dungeon and to dive into some new content and to go underwater go swimming so i'm 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 ready and speaking of the dungeon uh another psa bungie lets us know that the new dungeon is coming and the new redacted dungeon opens at 10 a.m pacific on friday may 26. who's diving in no pun intended first day when he goes live I probably will. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. I'm not I'm not much of a day one raider, but uh day one dungeon? Sure. Sign me up. <laughs> Sounds exciting. 
Now, are you going to go in with a fire team or are you going in solo? Uh, probably a fire team. I mean, assuming that some of my friends are on. <laughs> I yeah. never, I don't normally do uh, solo dungeons, so. Solo would be a little too much pain, I think. Uh, Especially on your first first day, first run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that would be quite the challenge, though, but probably not for me on the first day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for the new dungeon. I'm I'm curious if it's gonna be an underwater dungeon, because if it is, I mean I'm I'm all for it. I think that would be definitely something absolutely new in the game. It would and be like a water temple from Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. I oh, I wish we got a little bit more about this dungeon besides like that simple PSA. So maybe next week we'll get something, maybe like a a picture, something that gives us a little little teaser, you know, a little something. Imagine uh, if it was like a Zelda dungeon, like it'd be like just something with like tons of rooms and things like that. Like that would be kind of cool. Not gonna lie, because um, I grew up on Zelda in dungeons and things like that so that was something that was uh definitely evident in the zelda games so when at any time they say dungeons like when they first mentioned dungeons in destiny i was like oh that's pretty cool i wonder what they could do with those you know and they've become some of the most fun content in destiny some of the dungeons um so the next item up for bids is uh, Eververse. Eververse recommendations are coming. Uh, Bungie lets us know that Eververse is, Eververse is getting an update in Season 21 that showcases items recommended just for you. That in addition to continuing to highlight specific items and bundles, the Eververse feature page will also have a shortcut to view certain recommended items that you don't own and might find are a great fit for your character. Um, so... That's nice. Uh, if you have a chance to look at the TWAB, they show you the different bundles and the different items that are going to be available. So you guys get a chance to check any of that out. I wonder how they're going to decide, like, what is a good recommendation? You know, like, I wonder what factors into like, oh, we think you'll like this one. Like, is it past purchases on Eververse or is it like which class you play the most? I don't know. I'm just I'm just curious how they're going to recommend things to you and if the recommendations will actually be accurate to the things you actually want to get. And I'm curious, like I haven't got, I got that spur of the moment, Sparrow, but there's something I did not get. I didn't get that crazy skull that everybody's uh, uses for an ornament. And I hope that that will come available again because I did not get a chance to get that. And I'm kind of jelly and I want my hunter to have like a skull face and everything. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I definitely want a chance to get that. And if it is going to be for silver, I will pony up the dough for it. Yeah, like, I'm kind of indifferent about this one because I, I'll be honest, I don't really spend that much money on cosmetic items in, in video games in general. Like, I... I'm a big fan of paying for, you know, things like the collector's edition and, and the shirts. I have so many t-shirts and, and physical items and Funko Pops and things like that and statues. In-game, um, like, 
ornaments and, and things like that, it, they, they don't really get me too excited. I think, um, if anything, I might support Bungie a little bit extra if that dungeon is really fun. And um, if they come out with like some exclusive ornament that's only available for that exotic weapon, um, I think that might be something that I might check out. But in terms of the recommendations, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how they implement that system and what factors will come into play with what they recommend for you. But um, I think Bungie will have a little bit less uh, data <laughs> on me because uh, I, I usually collect all of my um, bright dust and um, all of the free stuff in the game, and I kind of go with that. But but I still support them, obviously, through all of the expansions and, and all of that stuff. So... Um, yeah, so it's not going to play too much of a factor for me personally. So the next thing that uh, Bungie uh, talks about is uh, their player support uh, information. More PSAs. Hotfix 7.0.5.3 was released earlier this week, uh, Tuesday, May 9th. And the players can view the full list of fixes and updates that are now live in the patch Did it notes. break anything? I'm curious because every time there's an update, you know, one thing I, gets fixed, but another gets broken. So I'm curious. I mean, the game did go down for a little bit, not too long, but it did go down during their update. Um, and they do let us know of some of these known issues. I'll roll through this really quickly, which what they said. Uh, some Guardian Games quests are only progressing with bronze medals or medals from the Recreational Vanguard Guardians game playlist. Uh, the Wish Ender does not penetrate extended phalanx or hydra shields. Some gilded titles are no longer gilded, and some associated triumphs have been marked as incomplete. The Strand Hunter's aspect and Staren Slam does not trigger some class ability mods. In the Hypernet Current Strike, dying in the final boss arena can cause a player's ghost to become stuck in the floor, and that actually happened to a member on our fire team, so that is a live bug in the game. I've seen it firsthand. Uh, players who are suspended from the control playlist due to quitter penalties will receive a suspended director dialogue for competitive crucible. These players aren't suspended from competitive crucible and can still access that playlist. Uh, the Guardian Games competitive nightfall place does not give Vanguard reputation. The Guardian Games champ title does not progress any Guardian rank objectives for earning titles. The Guardian Game Luminous Paragon Sparrow cannot be obtained from the collections. And finally, kills from the Celestials, Fire, Scorch, or Ignition effects aren't credited as Solar Melee ability kills. So that are the known issues in the game. And that's pretty much the TWAB, uh, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. Yeah, so we, we do have a little tradition on the show. We rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls. Between one and five, one being it's bad update, not not a whole lot there. Five being it's great, it's amazing. So um, I'm curious for you both, how would you rate the weekly update between one and five? Shadow, what do you what would you say? Uh, I think I'd give it a, a solid five. I don't think that it has too much substance overall. I mean, I'm I'm guessing we're not counting the uh, exotic updates in that other article so um but with that said i mean the the previews of the the new season 
um the new season armor and that weapon and the uh screenshot of the underwater area looked really sick so that gives it some points in my book for sure well said and shadow price what about for you i really like that uh i mean the trailer was so short but you know it's nice that they didn't give up too much they didn't give us too much they're just teasing us uh so that's nice the fact that they are confirming that we're going to be underwater is uh a nice thing to have and i really like the uh ornaments for the new scout rifle um i think they're i think i i, I just really like that vanguard one and the crucible one like i'm excited to get those ornaments and be able to just you know flash that weapon around everywhere I go. Um, so I would say three and a half spicy tuna rolls. I think it was a good, I think it was a good update. Nothing like uh, last week's, you know, you can't top last week's last week's was crazy insane, but you know, this was solid three and a half. Man, you guys are making me, you guys are going to make me look bad. <laughs> so I'm probably going to have to kind of split it down the middle right i'm probably gonna have to do 2.5 out of five. Oh, and... this is out of five i thought it was out of 10 <laughs> oh no out of, out of five sorry yeah yeah so i would give it a 2.5 out of five or a five out of ten same thing okay. perfect okay so i'm not the only one i don't feel okay. as bad okay good. <laughs> i was gonna say yeah it's definitely not five out of five it's definitely not the greatest thing we've ever seen <laughs> Yeah, so I think for me, I'm going to have to go down the middle. Like, I think it was just an okay update. I mean, there's not really a whole lot meat meat and potato here. We did get some stuff, stuff. though. Like I said, the underwater, like, confirmation is kind of big. I mean, like, yeah, the underwater stuff, it's really cool, but, like, I really wish we we got a little... You wanted to know more about the dungeon, didn't you? Um, That, too. I wish we got at least a picture of the dungeon... And the eight seconds, the teaser, it was very much a teaser. And it's like, what did I see? Like, there wasn't a lot of substance there. Um, almost to a point where me and Shadow Price had a conversation earlier. And we were wondering, like, is there going to be a lot of meat and potato this season where there's a lot of substance? And not getting as much in this update I don't say it concerns me, but it definitely makes me wonder like how much we'll get this season and if there's going to be enough for us to really sink our teeth into. So definitely some, you know, cautious concerns, maybe. I, I wouldn't even call it a concern, but you know, um curiosity, right? And uh, I'm I'm curious to see if next week in the weekly update we're going to get a little bit more information on what season of the deep will bring, maybe a picture of the dungeon, um something a little bit more to get excited for. Um I would say the Guardian Games update was very eh, you know, nothing too major there for me personally. It was nice to um, learn about the ornaments. I think the ornaments look really cool for both the weapons and for the um, our guardian um, um, visuals. So that's really cool. But other than that, there 
definitely wasn't a whole lot there for me to really enjoy. The Eververse recommendations didn't really do anything for me because I don't really shop too much on the Eververse store. And, um, you know, player support updates Bungie, you know, um, as they keep fixing their game. I think that's nice to learn more about that. But, um, yeah, 2.5 out of 5 spicy tuna rolls for Cornholio. And Guardians, we have come to that time where we get to wrap things up for the evening. Shadow, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Yeah, such a pleasure. And before we let you go, where can the Guardians learn more about you and everything that you do in the Destiny community? Um, well, you can go to my YouTube, which is Shadow Destiny. And then I also have my second channel now, which is Shadow Destiny 2. Love that. We will definitely have to check that out and share your links in our show notes for the episode. And thank you. Thank you for joining us. It's such a pleasure to get to learn a little bit more about you and your journey in the community. And we cannot wait to see where Season of the Deep and Beyond takes you in the journey of destiny. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah. And Shadow Price, where can we learn more about you and what you do? You can find me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79 and on the Destiny Show podcast. Thank you so much. And Guardians, you can find the Destiny Show podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Amazon Music and every major platform. You can find us on the web at destinyshow.com. You can find us on Twitter at The Destiny Show. You can find us on twitch.tv slash The Destiny Show every week, Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And thank you so, so much for joining us for another episode of The Destiny Show podcast. We hope you have an awesome week. Make sure to wrap up your season of defiance grind if you haven't already finished. Make sure you finish your Paragon title if you're chasing after that. And Guardians, thank you for joining us. And we will see you, Darkside. Good night, Guardians. Bye-bye.